And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. This is our final episode for the month of February. And as you know from the title, you know who's here. It's Connor Smith. We couldn't be any more happy or appreciative of Connor and his time and his team and everybody that has made this episode possible. So thank you all so much. Um, What a way to end off the first month of season two of the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Isn't this been absolutely crazy? We started off the month with Creed Fisher. We're going to end the month with Connor Smith. No pressure on me for who's coming up, like, at all, right? Wow, what a month. Um, Some great guests in between there, Michael J. Hughes and Court Carpenter. Guys, thank you so much. Um, But today, Connor Smith, damn. Um, Like, I'm almost at a loss for words, right? And for those of you that have listened to a lot of these shows, you know that... um, I, like, I'm just, I like to talk, uh, but this one I'm blown away. Um, a lot of help went into this, so I can't thank um, the folks over at Big Machine and Valerie Music um, for helping get this going. I honestly can't thank you guys enough. Um, I look forward to working with you guys more in the future. So with that, just a little disclaimer. Um I do swear a little bit in this episode, a little more than I probably ever have. Um, A lot of it was (laughs) based on a pure excitement. (laughs) Um, You'll hear why in the episode. Um, So I'm sorry for that. It's, you know, if you're listening at work, just know that there may be an F-bomb in here um, that we kind of like laugh about and talk about a little bit. Um, 
but honestly it's because I hate the Roll Tide so much. Um, just just full transparency, but that's what this show is always has been and always will be. is just a fun conversation between two people about whatever the hell's going on. So, um, you know, I thought about edit, editing it out, but I also, I don't know, didn't think that would be authentically Boots and Whiskey podcast. So I kept it in and I'm not upset about it. I'm really not. I think it plays to the authenticity of what these episodes are and what I want them to be. Um, it just so happened that we had a good laugh about it. And that's really, at the end of the day, what the conversations are all about. So, without further ado, honestly, the next hour is going to be a lot of fun. Um, because I had a great time with Connor. So, for everybody, like I mentioned previously, for making this happen, thank you again so, so much. Without further ado, my conversation with the very talented and soon-to-be country music superstar. I'm telling you right now, he's going to be. Like, this kid is going to freaking blow up. It's going to be nuts what he brings to country music in the next year or so. Um, And I'm really giving him that short of a window because he's already catapulted so quickly that, you know, he's going to (laughs) be up there with the Luke Combs and the Thomas Rhett's and the... Jason Aldeans and, you know, all of these big, big names that, you know, you think country music, you think these names, you're going to think country music, you're going to think Connor Smith. So without further ado, you know how much I love saying that. Here it is, my conversation with the very sweet, very nice, very humbled Connor Smith. We want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts at 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. They have the best food, the best music around. You will not go wrong. Go to their website, offtherailsworcester.com. You can see their lineup of shows. You can see their menu. You can see the local talent they have. Absolute fantastic people. We love being a part of the Off the Rails family, and we love having them being part of our family. Thank you so much to Off the Rails. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey, everyone, don't forget about our other partner, the DCU Center, dcucenter.com. Go there for all of their things that are coming. They have concerts. They have hockey. They have indoor football. They have everything you would want for entertainment right here in central Massachusetts. Whether you're local or not, come and check them out. DCU Center, 50 Foster Street in Worcester. Check them out. You won't be disappointed. Hey. Connor Smith. How are you, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? Man, I really cannot complain. Awesome. Oh, well, hell, man. You're you're really on top of the world. Well, you know, it's, with that comes a lot of busyness, hard work, <laughs> and tiredness, but I'm, uh, sure. I'm, I'm very fortunate. Yeah, well, very you know, we're, fortunate. Very, we're very fortunate to have you here. I can't tell you, like, really what this means to me. Like, this is kind of like, you know, for me, a, a total shock and you know a real honor so i appreciate you being here man thanks for saying that. that that means a lot and i appreciate you having me on and taking the time to do it yeah hell yeah like like i told you this afternoon you know this is about you you know this isn't gonna be your typical like well tell me about your childhood because you know <laughs> that's that's yeah. that you know i'm sure you know so i want you to just tell me about you how did you get started doing this you know for the people that don't know and i'll uh, i'll jump in with the questions as they come up 
Cool. Perfect. So uh, start there. Yeah, man. Go ahead. Amazing. So, man, I, you know, I grew up in Nashville and uh, my story is really one. I just I learned that being a songwriter was a job uh, and could pay your bills when I was six years old. And from the time I, I learned about it, that's just what I wanted to do. Um, kind of growing up, I was always just the kid that played baseball and wrote songs and um, and it just that kind of never wavered. So um, I signed my first publishing deal when I was 16. I was fortunate enough to kind of be around a lot of amazing songwriters um, growing up and, and a lot of people that encouraged me and, and were really influential for me. Um, and so uh, I signed my first publishing deal when I was 16 and then um, right out of high school in 2019, I, I ended up signing a record deal. Uh, with Big Machine and Valerie Music, and um, and then a couple years later, finally got to put out my own songs, and and uh, I guess seven months after that, here we are. Yeah, like you know, really, you've been on a on a roller coaster, all right? Yeah, man, it it, uh, it it's happened quick. I mean, it's one of those. I, there's this analogy uh, of bamboo <laughs> that uh, <laughs> they say like bamboo grows in the ground for five years, and then uh, the moment it like kind of comes up above above ground it like shoots up in two weeks and it's kind of what it's felt like for me man it's like there's been so much work behind the scenes I mean for four years I mean four years ago I signed a publishing deal and got a manager and um, really started working with with my team Um, and we just took the time to develop it and really just like um, you know I've had to finish out high school and really just kind of grow up a little bit and uh, get better as a writer as an artist as a singer and um, and so I really felt like we were super prepared for the time that, that we finally got to put songs out. So, um, man, we've been super fortunate with the reaction that people have had that they've really kind of made these songs their own. And, um, of course, with a little luck in there, we uh, we feel good about where we're at. Yeah. You know, it's you know, I've been I've been backpedaling a little bit about you and, you know, kind of you know catching up. And, uh, you know, you've been yeah, doing for this sure. for so you're, you've been doing this for so long that at this point, I mean, yeah, you're you know you're in the really the early stages of your career but you know do you feel like you've been doing this forever <laughs> i always say you know uh, they say nashville's a 10-year town and i started when i was six and got my first publishing hey. deal when i was 16 so it kind of lines up um and I, I i really feel like i was like the advantage that i i have and that i got from growing up in nashville and being um being around it uh, and being around just like the city of Nashville and the creativity and songwriters, you know, when you grow up, you grow up here, your, your neighbors are songwriters and your baseball coach is a songwriter and it's just around you. Yeah. Um, and so having that, uh, I think so many people's stories are, is one where, you know, they didn't know that being a songwriter was a job until they moved, uh, moved to Nashville or, or until they were, you know, 18, and so being able to start so young and that always be a, a reasonable dream to have, uh, man, gave me such a head start. And so by the time that I was able to really get running, I understood the business more than more than most people and facets of it. So uh, that really um, that really just gave me an advantage that I don't take for granted. Yeah, that's great. You know, you've been writing songs so long now. How many of those songs from your, you know, the few that you started off with, how many of those songs are still around or? you know, still around, but in a different capacity. Yeah. So <laughs> it's so hard. I mean, the amount of songs that are written in this town that never get to see the light of day, like the amount of great songs that are written. Yeah. Um, and uh, for me, I mean, I have thousands of songs on my phone. I wrote 
you know, I've written four or five songs. I've, I've written 15 songs in the last two months and four or five of them, you know, I wish would be out in the world right now. And in reality, maybe one of them will make it. And, uh, and so there's so many songs that, that you write and, and a lot of them die sad deaths, but, uh, um, <laughs> of the songs we've got, of the, of the songs we've gotten to put out, um, somewhere in a small town is the oldest song. I wrote that in 2018, I think. Yeah. And it was really kind of the first, first song for me, uh, and this is pre-record deal, but this is the first song for me where I was like, okay, this song feels better. You know, this feels like a step above, uh, you know, what, what, what I've been writing. And then, um, and then I've got some other songs that, uh, that I wrote in high school that um, are kind of in my back pocket to put out at some point. Got this song called backseat that I wrote by myself um, that I wrote my senior year of high school that um, really shows a lot of who I am as a songwriter that uh, I'm excited to get out at some point, but um, you know, a lot of the songs from uh, from the early days, from you know seven, eight, nine, and uh, you know thirteen, fourteen. Thankfully, those are nowhere to be found because um, <laughs> I was uh, I was I was still figuring it all out, and 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 to be honest with you, I still am uh, every day. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's all you're gonna do, right? You're gonna you are gonna figure this out more and more as time yeah. goes on, you know. And for what you've already. Right. And from what you figured out already, like you're just killing it. Like you really are. Thank you, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, I signed my, when I signed my publishing deal and I was getting started to get in rooms with these people that I've looked up to my whole life. Um, it was it was crazy just to like to watch these massive hit songwriters, you know, for people listening, just go ahead and look them up. I mean, people like Josh Osborne, Ashley Gorley, um, Zach Crowell. Um, Ben Hayslip, like to be in rooms with with these people, there's no way you you can't sit there and not become a better songwriter by the time you leave. Right. I mean, to watch these masters do what they're doing, it, it's just like it's just like it's like uh, getting a free education um, in masters of songwriting. So I think it's funny for me to look at how much better I got over these last four years, and um, <clears throat> and was really able to hone it, hone in my craft. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, you're talking about um, being in the room with all these people, but, you know, being a songwriter in, in town for as long as you have, you know, do you still get that, like, you know, like, holy shit, where am I kind of feeling? I mean, every day. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I felt yeah. like I felt like this past, you know, year, it's like I've had like a birthday, like I've had like a something to celebrate like every week. Yeah. It's like it's just a wild thing. Um and thankfully, I have an I have an amazing just like crew of of people around me that are on this journey with me. And um, but there's so many moments where you just look around, you're like, how did how did we get here? I mean, what? Yeah. And you look at, uh, you know, we got to we got to play the New New Year's Eve. We got to open up for Thomas Rhett, uh, play our first arena show in Minnesota, and that was one of those moments where it's like, dude six months ago I didn't have songs into the world and now I'm playing an arena show with Thomas Rhett that uh was such a huge inspiration for me and um and just kind of looking around and with my band you know you know where we, we go play a show in uh Oxford Ohio and we we sold out this about a thousand seat venue in about 10 minutes and we're wow. looking at each other like what is going on um yeah. so li- little moments like that have been have been crazy and just such a blessing. And, um, it's, it's fun. I mean, just this, the start of your career, man, when you're really, you're, we're still in the van and and we're just hustling, you know, I've, I'm on out on radio tour where I've been, you know, in the past two weeks, I've been in 
like seven different states and finally uh you know get to sleep in my own bed tonight but then you know drive out in the morning to go play in mississippi it's like in this craziness of of what i'm living right now um it's really cool to see kind of all the momentum and and all these little moments that we get to celebrate yeah you know anybody that follows you on social media or you know follows you in general um everybody kind of knows the relationship you've started to build with Thomas Rhett. So how did that come to be? How has, <laughs> how did Thomas Rhett pick you out of a crowd and say, you know what, yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to mentor this, this kid more or less. And, uh-huh. you know, with that, it's, it's, it's really going to catapult you even yeah. further than you already become. Man, uh, I, I give all the credit to the Lord on that one. That's one of those things that, you know, I could never do. And, um, it's a wild story. I mean, if you really want to get in the weeds of it, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what we're, that's yeah, what that's this what we're here about. for. <laughs> well, right. uh, man, it was through, um, we had a mutual family friend and I think TR had been hearing about me from a lot of different sources. You know, we, if you, if you really look at it, we have very similar stories. We're two kids who grew up in Nashville, was around the industry, learned that being a songwriter was a job. Um, and you know, though though they're different, his dad Red Red Akins and and my mom, you know, her side of the story is she would uh she was a TV reporter, so she would interview artists and songwriters. Um cool. so 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 that's that's different, but um but just very similar stories and kind of how we were brought up and in, in our dreams. And so either way, he was hearing about me from all different angles, whether it be writers uh, in Nashville or you know, we signed to the same record label or um or, you know, you see, see it on social media or whatever. Nashville is a small town. So, um, but really the connection came because he was in a Bible study um, with some of my family friends and uh, they happened to mention me uh, in, in, in some way or another. Well, the week before I went hunting with his dad. And so he was putting those two and two together and and uh, I think my name coming coming up well, one day. I think this is early January of 2020. I look on my phone and Instagram just says Thomas Rhett. Let's just follow you on Instagram. And then right under it, I get a notification from from him that says, "Let's write some jams sometime." <laughs> and uh, and that was a that was a pretty moment. I didn't think I didn't I don't, I don't even think I realized how big that would be because um we ended up getting in a writing room and and just became good buddies man i think we really connected as humans and as people and um, like i said our story is very similar so we became buddies and um over time just got closer and i think he saw something in me um and felt called to really just kind of mentor me as as a big brother so um so you know most of our conversations man me and him are, are pretty close and we get to talk a good bit and some of our conversations are less about uh, songs and, you know, what I should put out next or, or, or what song he should record and, and really more about, um, man, the craziness of this industry where you're trying to run a, a company that's entirely centered around you. How do you <laughs> not lose yourself in that and, and be a good human and, and really kind of stay true to who you want to be? Yeah. You know, I, I can't, you know, that's, that's a crazy, awesome story, you know, because you're right. You know, Nashville is such a small town real in in reality that, you know, you could run into anybody tomorrow and absolutely anything could happen. Absolutely. I mean, like a week ago, I'm sitting at where my apartment is. There's a little breakfast place uh, right outside and I'm uh, sitting there outside having breakfast and I look behind me and Kenny Chesney sits down. So, uh, I, uh, 
I had a little a little fangirl moment right there. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. I don't blame I'm you. not gonna lie. <laughs> so so speaking of uh TR as as we're calling him, um yeah. is that well, how you how you got lumped into not lumped in in a bad way, but is that how yeah. you got onto this tour with him and Parker coming up this summer? Yeah, and I always say I always like to explain so TR, Thomas Rhett is what most people call him because his first name is Thomas Rhett. Yeah. So like what, what you call his first name is Thomas Rhett. But if you say that, it sounds like you're name dropping. So it's always yeah. this weird. Th- it's always this weird thing. So I just say TR. Yeah. Um, no, that's fine. I totally get it. <laughs> either way. Yeah. Yeah. It really came from just our relationship. And um, I think uh, he just, uh, you know, he had us out this uh, to fill in a couple dates for Gabby Barrett when, when she couldn't uh, do a couple shows on this last tour. And, um, and so I think uh, we went out there, I guess we did our job because, you know, he believed in us enough to have us come back and, and do this, this summer tour, uh, That's awesome. that, that we're really excited for. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what are you going to do? You know, on, on your website, there's, you know, some shows listed and stuff. Is that all you have between now and that tour starts or is there stuff that's going to come up along the way? Yeah, there's going to be stuff kind of along the way. The tricky part is, you know, I'm still knee deep in radio tour. And yeah. um, so we've got, you know, we're out with Ryan Hurd right now. We're doing, you know, we're playing tomorrow with Riley Green. We've got a show with Jake Owen coming up. So we're doing those, those shows. But uh, in the middle of that, we're also doing my own headlining shows in, in these college towns and college bars. That's awesome. which, have, which have been going great. And uh, and then in the middle of all that, we're doing a ton of radio shows. And and so all, all the radio shows that, that we do, you know, we, we, we haven't announced those on our, on our website or Instagram or anything, but um, I think we did, you know, we were in Spokane and Portland last week playing shows and um, we've got shows in Florida and, and wherever else next week. And so in Vegas, I think so, uh, you know, we are, you, we are, we are very busy and yeah. trying to try to do as many shows as we can in between. Cause that's, that's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. You know, and, and speaking of your music, you know, your, your EP is just released over the last few weeks. Yeah. And, you know, I was fortunate enough, you know, somebody in your management team and I have become kind of close and um, I was lucky enough to get an advanced copy um, of the EP and I didn't stop listening to it for the two days I had it. I had it before everybody else did it. It, It's incredible. Thank you, man. That that means the world to me. Thank you for saying that. Oh yeah, I mean, like some of these songs on here, and you know, one of them I'm I'm gonna dig deep into because Please. I feel it deep deep in my bones. <laughs> um, and I gotta, you can give me the uh, you know, <laughs> the the response you may need to give me. Yeah, uh huh. I'll give you the. Do trick. you really? Do you really hate Alabama as much as I fucking do? Sorry, I don't mean to <laughs> swear. But it's funny, I you know. I can't tell you how much I hate the roll tide. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm probably pissing a lot of people off, but I get it. Well, like I uh, I feel that in my bones. Well, what I've learned from I hate Alabama is that you are not the only one. <laughs> yeah, um, no. But uh, you know, I'm a big Tennessee Vols fan, so yeah. naturally the rivalry is there. But uh, what I loved about that song so much was like kind of the the juxtaposition of this like alabama diss song that's a compliment to alabama like right, there's, the same, right exactly like i think that's the brilliance of the whole thing yeah. and um and so you know putting out that song and like watching it do what it did it's like i always say that uh people will ask me and i'll be like i mean i love alabama now because they, they've changed my life so right, uh, right. I, I appreciate it and, and anytime they lose it it helps me out so it's uh I mean, it's, it's wild 
I mean, first of all, I, I just realized how, like, how much of a major F-bomb I just, I just dropped <laughs> on such, such a big interview. Uh, so I apologize hey, listen, to the you, world for that. You're uh, all good. To, you're all good. To, to my friends at Valerie and Big Machine. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, um, you know, keep sending me people. Uh, but, you know, you, you dropped this song. And the goddamn team loses again. Sorry, but this is like how <laughs> you're how passionate. Intense, I love it. This is I how love passionate it. about you know hating them. I, I know. A, so so um, full disclosure: Dude. I'm a big Notre Dame fan. Yeah, so I okay. Think that's that's I where, it where it came from. from. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, our college ball teams up here aren't very good. So yeah. or anymore. Um, but yeah, like it's crazy. I mean, obviously, it's a coincidence, right? I will say, um, speak, I will say, speaking of Notre Dame, uh, I freaking love y'all's new coach. Uh, I think yeah, he's an awesome, awesome dude. Yeah. Um, but anyways, back to I hate Alabama, man. At this point in my life, I don't believe in coincidence anymore. No, um, right. I and I, and it's really just like the Lord's timing's perfect because I'm I'm sitting over here, dude. We have this song, and this song that I'm like, this feels like brilliance. I feel like this is like lightning in a bottle. Yeah. But I don't know what to do with it. Like, like, cause we're on such, a, there's such a time limit for this. And as yeah. you know, in the, in the system of Nashville, if you want to get a song out, you better be prepared to buckle in for six months to a year. Yeah. From, yep. from the time you write it to the time it comes out. And, and even if you've got it written and recorded, well, at, at, at best, you're getting that thing out in three months. And, um, and we just knew we didn't have that time with this song. So, we kind of were like, here's what we need to do. We need to just like create, make a video for it, and just put it on social media and just like let it live there. Yeah. And that was the only thing we had for it. Well, we do that. The song blows up on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok. And next thing you know, I get a call from Scott Borchetta that says, this song's coming out next Friday. And that was on a Thursday. So that means in eight days, we had to mix, master, uh, get an album cover and put it into the... Uh, the streaming system yeah which is a ridiculous timeline well that not like little did we know that that timeline would literally change my life because alabama loses the next day and it's like uh <laughs> and it's like every like the world explodes for me um, right it was absurd yeah because you know i i remember seeing it and like the song was the song was out like you said in the social media world and everybody's losing their mind because you put it out and they lose all at the same time. It oh my gosh! Absolutely, you know, for me, fantastic. hundred <laughs> percent. That makes two of us. I mean, literally, literally, we're. I remember watching that game and like looking at. We were playing a show in Columbus. I looked at my guitar player. I said, "Dude, if if, if Alabama loses, like, this could be massive." Yeah. And Alabama and and Alabama loses, and my phone blows up. <laughs> Like, sure. like I'm surprised it didn't break. And <laughs> just like all of these, you know, all these uh, news, news sites and newspapers and um, TV shows just asking for interviews and wanting to do stories. And uh, it was just like it was just wild the way that you know, everything kind of fell together. And um, it was a, it was a, it was a special it was a special night, but really a special like couple weeks of watching that song explode. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure. I can only imagine, you know, how, you know, do you ever wonder, like, what if, what if that whole chain of events doesn't happen? Like, 100%. Are, you maybe, are you maybe even sitting where you are right now today? It's a different story. I mean, it really right. is. Like, 
Like without I hate Alabama, we're 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 in a different conversation, and it's still a good conversation. I mean, the yeah, song, yeah. other songs have, have done great and um, learned from it. You know, working at radio, and we feel confident about it, and it's it's awesome. But I felt like I hate Alabama came and it, and it set me apart, yeah. and it and it gave me kind of something to be known by, and um, and and I hate Alabama just poured gasoline on on every other song, right? So and you know, no, go you ahead, go. Go ahead. No, I I was go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, like, so to have a song as a new artist react that way and be so polarizing, um, like I said, it's not even like offensive to Alabama because they stole my girl and they beat me in football every year. Like, who wouldn't right. want to be them? Right. Um, it was it's it was such lightning in a bottle. Yeah, you know, and it and it's like you said. You know, we've we've said it now a few times where. The song itself, you know, forget about, you know, Alabama losing, forget about whatever, you know, the polarization of it. It's a great song. Thank you, man. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I can I can talk highly about this song because I didn't write it. You know, it's the first song that I recorded. I didn't write. Um, but I always say, like, I know that if someone else put out this song, I'd be so jealous of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's what I love. Yeah. Now, was it hard to pick these six songs for uh, Didn't Go Too Far? Absolutely. That was the hardest yeah. thing. I mean, I mean, these four, I mean, these six, excuse me, were, I mean, there were so many other songs we could have put in that spot. And um, and, uh, and even down to the wire, I was, I was, I didn't feel, I didn't know if it was right. Um, but to me, this first EP, you know, I, I look at my career as, you know, a, a, a long journey and not just, you know, one release. And right. so we really wanted this EP to set a foundation for who I was and what I was going to be as an artist. Um, and so we kind of just, just ch- we chose to pick songs, you know, maybe not even our best six songs, but we chose to pick, pick songs that um, showed different sides of who I was um, as a writer, as an artist, um, really kind of gave you a background an introduction to who Connor Smith is. Um, but also as a new artist who most of these shows are, you know, me headlining and doing 30, 45 minute sets where my job is to, you know, get a, get a crowd feeling excited and hype. Uh, yeah. Some more of the fast songs and some of the slower songs that are really, you know, songwriter driven and uh, that I feel really kind of lead the way for me as a, as a writer. Um, so that was a lot of the decision-making and I think, I think it worked out pretty good. Well, you know, and you and you think about it, right? These six songs are the, exactly that. You know, they're great show starters. Yeah. You know, and as you as you continue to grow, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be one of those names. I know it. That it's at the top of the bill. You know, you're gonna be. You know, I mean, you're practically almost there with you know the Luke's of the world and you know the churches and Kenny and all that. You know, your name is going to be in the mix. Thank you, man. Of, all of these people thank you you're welcome and you know you think about it you think about those artists right even you know i know you're an eric church guy and yeah you know eric's first two albums are are totally different from what he's putting out now you know he had to you know sometimes you got to put out those songs right to be able to do what you really want to do absolutely and and i think it's the evolution for me it's like i feel like i have a really big advantage to get to start so young because i'm 21 I, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't go to college, but I'm a college age kid who uh, is getting to start his career. And I really want 
And I think my music reflects that in a cool way that's not immature, but it shows where I'm at. And that's a song like College Town or a song like Somewhere in a Small Town or Take It Slow that has, or I Hit Alabama, that just has a youth about it. And I think it's cool because I think over the next 10, 20, 30 years of my career, the goal is, you know, I want people to grow with me, to evolve. I think that's what Eric's done so well is you've watched him evolve as a man into a thought into a husband into a father um and i think it's cool to watch his music do that as well and yeah. uh and so i i hope that as an artist long term I, I get to do the same thing yeah you know it's funny i say it all the time like you know i'm i'm gonna be 35 in two weeks and if you would have told you know if you would have told me 10 years ago hey you're gonna be doing this sort of country music <laughs> thing i would i would have laughed in your face <laughs> I hated country music yeah. up until about six years ago, you know, but uh, again, the evolution, you know, country yeah. music is where I am in my life, you yeah. know, hundred percent. you know, married kids, you know, working, you know, the yep. whole nine yards, you know, it just fits in. So absolutely. You know, I, I'm, I'm grateful for it. You know, it's, it's for sure. a little bit, I guess. Um, so, That's amazing. you know, so, you know, we've kind of, we've talked about the music and what you're doing. Um, now I need to ask some questions that I've been dying to ask you. And I, I don't come in with any questions, but I Uh-oh. think you're the first guest I've had that I've actually, you know, put some things in my brain that I wanted to discuss. Um, what was it like as a, as somebody that grew up playing baseball, um, what was it like playing in the Little League World Series? <laughs> it was like heaven on earth. I bet. Um, it was like it, it is it is the wildest thing they treat you like kings you go and you live in this little village for two weeks um with all of these kids from around the world you know it takes you got to win three or four tournaments to really get to uh Williamsport and uh you get to stay in these like dorms where there's this massive pool and this massive game room and cafeteria. And every day you just play baseball and then just go hang out with kids from Australia and Mexico and Japan uh, and Northeast and, and California. And uh, it's a wild thing. I mean, it's literally like a 12 year old gets thrown into being famous for two weeks and then after gets thrown back into middle school. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was so fun, man. And uh, it's such a funny part of my story too. It's so random. Um, but yeah, man, like, and then of course, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but the, the video where uh, I'm in the Lily World Series and they asked me yeah. about wanting to, wanting to be a songwriter. Uh, yeah. It's it's so fun to watch that back and just see that little 12 year old kid who uh, is brave enough on on Sports Center to sing a song he wrote and uh, right. to get to look you know get to look at that kid and and think man you know little did he know less than 10 years later he'd he'd be living out every one of his dreams. Yeah, that's that's incredible. You know, because you know, I watch the Little League World Series because I think it's great baseball. You know, oh, yeah, <laughs> really, it's I awesome. Do. And you know, some of those interviews with the kids are great because it's you know what well what do you want to do and it's like oh well I want to be the shortstop for the Yankees and it's like yep. don't we exactly. all kid? <laughs> you know exactly I mean? but like you get to say it and actually do it that's incredible. I know. Well, and it's cool. There's I mean, there's so many. There's you know a handful of athletes, professional athletes that got to play in the Lily World Series and. Um, but uh, I don't know about any 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 country music singers, so right. I'm ex- I'm excited to take that claim. And you know, they reached out to me about coming and playing a show for uh, one of their things, which would be super fun to get to kind of go be full circle with them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, um, for for those of us that know and pay attention, you know, 
it's no secret that you know there's a big you know softball league with country music artists yep. in nashville yep. are you are you part of that now or do you have to do you have to be invited is it like a thing yeah so the recoupables is is the team you're referring to um it's got hardy jameson rogers john langston chris lane jimmy allen uh adam doliak uh, all, all of those guys play on it and it was really kind of a COVID thing where they were all free um <laughs> i think now yeah, I, think, okay. I don't know if they play as much but uh i got to uh i got to call up for one game um jameson rogers uh asked me to fill in on one game and i went out there and, and played with hardy and all them and and we had a good time i, I made a couple good throws but uh I hadn't I hadn't quite transitioned to the, the slowdown of the soft pitch. Yeah. I was still only a year removed from my uh, high school baseball days, so yeah. uh, definitely have some things to improve on before the next time we get out there. Now, did you ever th- did you ever stop and think, well, maybe I'll play baseball instead of writing songs? Yeah, I mean, I think at, at some point, I'm sure it's a dream, but it was never baseball over songwriting. It was baseball okay. and songwriting, um, and uh, I think. I think there was definitely, you know, a long time where I thought I'd play college baseball or at least out of high school. And um, But by the time that, like, real life and real decisions started to get in play, you know, I was already making money as a songwriter and, and signed right. my publishing deal. And so I never even looked at college, much less, you know, college baseball. I was well, I was really just thankful that uh, I was able to finish out my high school career because, man, I was, I was going to school till about 1130. I'd leave and go write songs at 12. And then I'd come back and, and play in a baseball game at, at four. And my, my entire senior year, I didn't go to any practice, and I only went to games. Um, and so just the fact that my school and coaches and, and all of them let me let me do that was a really big deal. Yeah, that that's incredible. That's really cool. You know, because up here, you know, if you commit – if you're out – like for me, when I played high school baseball, if I missed practice or anything yep. for any reason – you know, I wouldn't play in the next two games. hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and, you know, I'm sure there was some of that, but uh, thankfully I was the catcher and we didn't really have a backup. So they, they kind of <laughs> needed me. Um, yeah. But, uh, but man, I, I, I really do think it's another thing of just being a national people understood what I was doing. And I went to a private school called Brentwood Academy that, that supported me like crazy. And, uh, you know, I, I texted you that I, I just got home cause I was over at, at the school watching a basketball game. It's the first time I got, I got oh, to go cool. back uh, to my high school in a long time. And I saw my baseball coach and got to talk to him, and he's coming to my show in Chattanooga uh, next weekend and bringing his family. And so it's just cool to have that support and um, have those people along on the journey. Yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible. So now this is kind of like the, the segue into, you know, everything. What is your plan? Do you have a plan going forward, or are you just still so, you know, like – like we said earlier, like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> we always have a plan. Uh, I think we always are looking at what's next. And, um, and I'm excited for that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hungrier than ever um, to work and to write songs and you know, to record new songs and really keep it, keep it going. And, um, and so I, I think I'm, uh, I'm always going to be bugging the label for uh, about songs and, and let's get the next ones out. So I'm excited for that. Um, the plan is still, you know, we're still trying to figure out, you know, when we'll get to put out new songs and, but we're about to go in the studio. We've got probably four or five that I think need to get cut. We've got probably two or three that are in our back pocket. We've already recorded. And, 
Um, and so it's just about the timing of everything. I think I think this EP has a lot of life left in it, and um, oh, yeah. they kind of ride it out. And um, and then also some ideas of you know not some cover songs and, and doing some cool creative uh, stuff just to kind of keep the ball rolling. I think as a new artist, I think uh, a lot of the game nowadays is just continuing to have moments and to continuing to create. Uh, just kind of remind people uh, of you and what you're doing. Um, that's kind of become the game with, you know, social media these days. So um, always working on that. And then, of course, on the road, um, we're writing a ton. Out there with, with the TR, we'll be writing in every weekend new songs. So excited for that. Yeah. Yeah, I got, you know, I, I know from my, you know, own personal thoughts that I can only imagine what's going to come next for you because this, what you've already put out is great. So thank you, you man. Know, it's, it's, you're welcome. It's only going to keep, keep growing. Um, so with that, you know, with what you've been doing and what you've got, you know, when the, when the year turned to 2022 and, you know, all these lists of, you know, who to watch for and all that come out, were you surprised by how you were pretty much the, the top prospect, you know, to use baseball <laughs> terms, as you know, who who the who's who of twenty two. Yeah. I had uh I've I was I've become really good buddies with um this guy that's a baseball manager or baseball uh agent, I should say. And he texted me and I laughed because he said he said, Sure does look like you run you won rookie of the year. <laughs> and I love the way you phrased that. Um but man, what a like it's all those artists to watch lists, like every one of them is just such an honor. I mean, it's yeah. like to have uh, a group of people sit in a boardroom or, you know, on a call or whatever and, and make that list and all kind of decide um, that I was someone worth uh, investing in. Cause not only are they saying that, they, that, you know, when Pandora or Spotify or uh, Apple music or Amazon you know, say that I'm an artist to watch. They're also saying, Hey, we're going to invest in you and in that over this year. And that's a really, really big deal. And so uh, just the gratitude that I felt and, and uh, to see them support me, support the EP when it came out across all the streaming platforms, uh, man, just a, just a really special thing. And, and, you know, I, I really credit so much to, uh, you know, you're only as good in this town. You're only as good as the team you have behind you. And, and uh, I've got a very, very good one and, and people I really trust. So I'm thankful that, um, you know, there's people on, on all those teams that uh, like me as a human enough to, you know, want to support me. And, and that's really what means the most. Yeah. Now, did you get a heads up like the day before it was released saying, hey, this is what's happening? Or do you not know until, um, you know, no, like I, come out? I'm a, I was aware um I was aware before they come out and, uh, but they all kind of came in individually. The first one was the Pandora and Pandora comes in and they say, Hey, you're, you're, you're next, you're one of next year's country artists to watch, but you're also one of next year's all genre artists to watch. And you're the only country artist on that. So that was the first one that came in and I was like, Holy crap. Like that's a really, really big deal. Yeah. And then, then you, you know, I get an email that, uh, or a call from my manager that, um, Amazon has made me an artist to watch. And then next thing I know, I'm getting a call that Spotify's and it's like all of these little just victories that like, like I said, it's felt like there's been like something to celebrate like every day. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's all. And then, I mean, a couple of weeks ago you're on today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
yeah, how does that happen? I don't, I don't know. Right. Like, right. Uh, you're telling me and, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I've got no idea. I mean, in the middle of all this, I, you know, I get a call that I'm going to get to be on the Today Show with, with Hoda and Kathy and got to go do a performance. And we were supposed to be in the studio, but um, they kind of shut their studios down again right before we were supposed to go up. And, um, and so getting to talk to them and, and Hoda and Kathy were massive supporters of me and were so, so good to me and um, really, really kind and sweet. Um, so man, it's, um, I always say if, if anybody asks me for advice for a new artist and, you know, I'm still a brand new artist and figuring out, I really feel like in this town of Nashville, you, your job as a new artist is to make as many people in this town, whether it be a publisher, a writer, an artist, uh, an agent, uh, someone that works at radio to build relationships with those people to where they want you to succeed to where, where yeah. they know you as a human enough. Um, and as a friend that, th- that they would be willing to say that I, that they want you to win. And so to see all of these people kind of support me and say, Hey, we want, we want you to win and we, we want to yeah. support you and make you an artist to watch and get you on the today show or take you on this tour. Like just as a human, man, that that's, that's, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's really a testament to you. Like, you know, they're not going to just, you know, just because of your connection, say, hey, this is an artist to watch. You know, you have what it takes. Thank you, man. You're welcome. I appreciate it. But I, you know, I think, um, I think I'm a, I'm a dude who's just dreamed about this his whole life and, and worked at it. And yeah. Um, and so I really, really feel like there's a lot of, you know, the Lord's timing is perfect, like I said, and, and there's a lot of been a lot of great timing to everything. And, a lot of great people placed in my life at, at the right time and um, placed around me to help me help me build and make all these dreams come true. And I'm just trying to trying to walk in that and, and continue to put good people around me and continue to write the best songs I can and continue to put on the best show I can. And, and uh, I think if I keep doing that, then I think everything will be just fine. Yeah. Um, so I got a few few more things. I know you're super busy. I'm you know, I, I appreciate the time you're taking to, to chat with me, but I. I have a few more questions for you. Um, moment. I appreciate you. So, you know, you, you've been, you've been doing this thing in town now for a while. Do you have venues either in town or in other places that you've played or, or are looking forward to play? Yeah. So, I mean, in Nashville, I really haven't gotten to do many Nashville shows. Um, I mean, of course there's the standards like the bluebird um, or, the listening room is a, is a spot I, I love to get to play and just kind of tell stories as a songwriter. Yeah. Uh, next uh, Thursday, we will be um, doing a show at Marathon Motorworks in Nashville. That'll kind of be one of my first like real Nashville shows uh, opening up for Ryan Hurd. So that'll be fun. Uh, but man, we've gotten to get out on the road and like tour these college towns and play these venues. And um, it's been the most fun thing ever. There's a, yeah. the spot I always, uh, always like to shout out because they've been so good to us and it's it's a place that we've watched um really helped us grow uh, my career and, and these songs is up in oxford ohio um a place called brick street that's it's in the it's at the school of miami of ohio and uh we got to go up there and play a show and um and uh we you know we sold a good amount of tickets well show went good enough to where they asked us to come back and be the first first show they had when everybody was back in school and uh, i think i said it before but this this show sold out in like 10 minutes 
And to go up there and to hear them sing these songs back and like sing back every song we had and to watch how just in this little college town, uh, word was able to spread out enough to uh, kind of kind of kind of get a part of um, to their world was pretty dang special. So that's the show we're playing that show. I think April 13th going back up to brick street and I'm getting to go play that again. So me and the band can't wait. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really great. Um, Now, speaking of being on tour, you know, we talked about a little bit, you know, the bring the bar to you tour with Thomas Rhett and Parker McCollum, Um, you know, and that's going to have you on the road with those guys from pretty much, pretty much from June to the, almost the end of the year. Yeah. Um, what are you going to, are you going to take a break a little while from touring after that? Or are you going to just keep trucking? <laughs> you, hey, um, <laughs> at this Fair point, enough. at this point, I'm just trying to get through next week. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, honestly, I, I, people ask me, uh, even my friends would be like, Hey, what are you doing next week? And I'm like, Hey, ask my label. Cause I've got no idea. Um, right. and, uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm sure that we'll have, uh, we'll, we'll keep rolling. I think, uh, you know, my manager uh, managed Sam Hunt from from day one and was able to kind of see that whole train. And, and he kind of told me he said, right when I started radio tour August 1st, he said, uh, he said, I remember when Sam did this, he was kind of just gone for about two years. And uh, and so I definitely I definitely see what he's saying now, but I'm sure we'll be hustling. And, and hopefully, you know, by by that time next year, we'll be able to really kind of put together a, a, a pretty cool um, tour for, for me, you know, traveling around and, and, uh, and, and playing my shows, with my band. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm excited too, because, you know, with, you know, with my, with the connection here and getting you on and all that, you know, I, I think we're trying to work something out where I'm, we're actually going to come and see the opening night of the tour because we're not oh, really that far from Guilford, New Hampshire. So amazing. We're, yeah, we're really looking forward to that. And, I'm, you know, with that, I'm sure I'll hopefully get to meet you in person, which would be which would be a lot of fun, too. Dude, that would be a blast. I would I would I would love that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to get to uh, come to CRS week next week? Um, I'm not. Dang it. Brutal. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 tough. You know, it's tough doing some of this stuff when, uh, know. you know, have, having a, you know, a, a real job i guess to return the day yeah. and yeah. uh the kids and and all that but you know, I I, you know anytime you're up here i will absolutely come and see you because 100 you know well, it's a- great you know and like like i tell everybody you know i feel like you know yeah you're you know you're an artist and you you're super busy but i also can you know even in the 45 minutes we've been talking now like i consider you a friend like i know absolutely. i feel like i know you you know Absolutely, um, man. I appreciate you saying that. I, I send that back to you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think I, as of right now, the plan is for us to be there. Um, you know, who knows what happens, but um, I, I have, fa- I have faith in my, in my friends over at Valerie that we'll, we'll get something working. Um, I do too. So, you should feel confident in that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so last couple of questions. I know you're, again, like I said, you're super busy. I'm, I'm so, so grateful. You know, I wish you nothing Absolutely. but the best of luck. Um, with everything and like I said I can't wait to hopefully meet you in June but um now seeing we are the boots and whiskey podcast I yes, know sir. you're I know you're fresh 21 yeah. just just over a month now um yep. happy belated birthday by Thanks, the way sir. um I'm sure you've only had whiskey now in the last month once or twice yeah the first time was first uh, time 
my twenty first birthday. Yes, um, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I'm standing here looking at my whiskey shelf as you, as you speak. <laughs> I'm looking at mine too. Um, Perfect. But um, you know, seeing you're new to it, what is, what do you have a do you have a brand of choice or you know a, a taste of choice at this point? I'm still figuring it out. Um, I was gifted four roses um, on my birthday from nice. Uh, That's not a, a bad song- one. A songwriter buddy, uh, Daniel Ross, who wrote Learn From It With Me, he gave me a bottle of Four Roses. Um, I drank that uh, uh, in its entirety, so that was great. <laughs> and uh, I, before shows on the rider, we have Jack Daniels, just being a Tennessee boy, um, yep. and we'll do Jack and Cokes before shows. That helps the voice a lot. Whiskey is beautiful for for voice. And, um, yeah. and then sitting on the shelf right now, we've got Fiddler Georgia Hartwood um so don't know don't know too much about it but i know it tastes good so nice now uh, speak speaking of tennessee whiskeys um i keep seeing nashville barrel company have you had them yet i have not no because i I see their stuff all over the place and i'm i've been trying to get a connection over there and i you know well nobody nobody bites it's funny i uh you you need to try some borchetta bourbon um all right uh, I haven't got to try it yet, but um, I need to. It's funny. Last night, uh, I know we joked about the whiskey, but I actually did try Moonshine for the first time last night. Um, wow. Get, uh, it was a gift from uh, a radio station in Knoxville, a little Old Smoky Moonshine, and they gave, me a, they gave me a can of it, and I got to try it with some of my buddies <laughs> sitting, on a, sitting on a front porch last night for the first time, and honestly, wasn't too bad. I enjoyed That's it. That's awesome. That's really cool. You know, we actually, um, so TX Whiskey, they're obviously out of, out of Texas. They had sent me a bottle and we can't get it up here because um, they don't have distribution yeah. up here. But they sent me a bottle to try. And if you ever get a chance to get, a, get, get your hands on that. Well, TX? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's so good. Um, we'll, have to so get now- it. we'll have to get them to ship us a bottle to, uh, to the show yeah. uh, in June and, uh, and, and have a glass oh. together. God, don't don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> don't do it. Um, so now, uh, you know, I'm gonna guess being a Nashville boy, you have a pair of boots or two. Of course, of um, course, all what, I wear. What, it, what is your boot? I'm a Tacoma guy. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. So most I've, I've got probably five or six pairs of boots, and uh, I think they're all Tacovas, um, all of which I've bought, but. I think Tacova just sent me a pair of boots uh, recently that I'm uh, pretty dang excited about that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm a, I'm an area guy only because, really? yeah, only because honest, you know, full disclosure, one, um, it's the only pair of boots I have. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you know, um, my, actually, my wife got them for me for my birthday um, in 2020, and my birthday was a week before the world shut down. So oh, I shit. couldn't. I had nowhere to go and I have these beautiful pair of boots. So yep. I was walking around the house with them on, yep. and, you know, Dude, there's trying a, to break them in. And... There's a confidence. When you put on some boots, there's a different level of confidence. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You feel like a, like a, you know, I, I say this, you know, kind of tongue in cheek, but you kind of feel like a man. You do. You feel like a man. Yeah. You, get, you get a few more inches on your height and you just right. you call it a day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Connor, honestly, I can't, you know, I thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to chat with us. And, um, 
you know, I, I kind of tried to search, but it, is this your first podcast? No, I've done a few. Oh, uh, damn done, it. I know. I've done a few recently. They're, they're all pretty recent, but um, you're, you're in the first handful. I could count on one hand, and you're That's on that awesome. one hand. So I appreciate, awesome. I appreciate you doing this. Well, no, I appreciate you. Ha- ha- I appreciate you being here and, you know, chatting and, and being, being exactly who I hoped and thought you would be. Thank you, man. I appreciate you saying yeah, that. Absolutely. And and for everybody at Big Machine and Valerie and everybody that made this happen, thank you so much. I didn't mean to swear. I was just really excited. <laughs> hey, I love I love that you did. It gave it a little character. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, you know, if you go back and listen to it, there's a lot of character. <laughs> hey, that's, the name, that's the name of the game right there. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, this so... You know, for you, this is going to be put out on Tuesday um, coming. So once it's out there, if you want to share it away, I'd, I'd greatly appreciate Amazing. it. I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely share it. Awesome. Well, Connor, thank you. Good luck uh, with, the, with your shows, and, and we'll see you in June. I can't wait, man. Excited to get to meet in person. You're the man. Absolutely. Me too. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. See you, brother. You too. Bye. Bye. Dallas Jackson here with Tips and Music. Artists, are you tired of getting $5 to play Freebird? How are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tipsy Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. The best part is no app to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at Tipsy Music on all socials. Long live live music. There's one thing I have learned through all of these episodes we have done, especially with our guests in the South, Nashville, Texas, anywhere in those parts. Here in New England, we are missing Southern fare and hospitality like you can't even imagine. But right now, fear not, we have the Porch Southern Fare and Juke Joint up in Medford, Massachusetts, just a little north of Boston. Um, if you're in the area or coming to visit the city, go check them out. They're at 175 River's Edge Drive. That's in Medford, Massachusetts. Again, check out their website, theporchsouthern.com. They have live music. They have the best food in New England. I'm going to just say it right now. The best food in New England for that Southern hospitality, that Southern fare. You won't want to miss it. Our friend Jonathan Post is the chef and owner of The Porch. Great dude. Glad to be working with them. Check them out again. Theporchsouthern.com. Hey guys, I just want to tell you about this new app that we have partnered with, with Distilly. It lets you find local distilleries wherever you are you can download the app on apple and android follow them on instagram at the distilly t-h-e-d-i-s-t-i-l-y you won't want to miss this this is a great app especially if you like the distillery thing check it out it definitely beats craft beer by a million check it out guys cheers well there you have it our conversation with connor smith Really can't say more about it. Um, absolutely incredible guy. Loved the conversation. Can't wait to see him live. Hopefully we'll be at that show with him and Parker McCollum and Thomas Rhett coming up here in New Hampshire this summer. Um, 
I can't thank Valerie Music again enough for everything they've done. Don, Athena, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for this. This is this is incredible. Um, I value our friendships just as much as I value mine with Connor now, and I I honestly can't thank you enough. Uh, overall, Big Machine, you know, the label over there is just fantastic. Everybody there. So, with that being said, we're going to start the month of March soon, next week, with um, Women in History, Women in Country Music. It's Women's History Month. Um, so, we're going to do Women in Country Music and feature songs of the day from every, every day is going to be a new female artist, a new song. Every week, the conversations are going to be with female artists so i thank all of them um those are pretty much done and ready to go at this point they'll just be released over the next month um so thank you ladies for being a part you know who you are um you don't know who they are because i'm not telling you yet <laughs> um all the distilleries will be fe that we feature on whiskey wednesday will be female owned um the ones that we're going to be doing the in-depth um, we're going to be doing Three Chord. We're also going to be doing Heaven's Door. Um, each of those brands, we have three different flavors of. Flavors? Uh, yeah. Flavors of. And um, we're going to release one of those every week for the next, really, six weeks. Um, so I'm very excited about that. I'm hoping that that starts this week. We might have a little delay in schedule, so just bear with us. Um Next week is my birthday week, so you'll probably get annoyed with that, but whatever. It's uh, it's my birthday, and it's my favorite time of the year. It's my favorite day of the year, um, and I'm, I have no bones about it. So, um, you know, look forward to some of that, and, you know, month of March is going to be crazy. April, we're already starting to put those episodes together, so those of you that have been interviewed or had a conversation with if you haven't seen your um conversation come up i promise you you'll be in april um so i thank you all for taking your time for that too i just thought it was really important to highlight the women in country music for the month of march as part of women's history month um i think that's super important so we're gonna do that um really that's it until next week, guys, thank you all so much for checking in and being a part of this show. Everybody from Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company, thank you for helping with everything. Um, Rowdy Roads, American Grit and Grace, thank you so much for everything you guys have done for me and uh, continue to support the show. Keep, keep up to date. Next week, we are also going to Michael Ray, March 3rd. We're going to cover that show. We're also covering PBR this coming Saturday. So watch out for all of that stuff. And um, yeah, yeah, it's going to get some good stuff coming. Get some real good stuff coming and lined up for, you know, the next few months. So until then, until next time, guys, keep those boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Cheers, everyone. Good night.